0: to scroll episode 83 i'm ket joining me as usual davia star how's it going man it's going good glad to hear it. are you ready to get lost in the depths with the lost depths dlc
1: Ooh, i see what you did there <laughs> i see what you did there
0: yeah i thought of that one ahead of time
1: let's dive in okay Ooh. all right oh, oh,
0: oh. <laughs> we're gonna dive into Ooh, those depths we got and get a winner lost already we got a winner well, that's good. I'm glad you're ready, because uh, the Lost Depths DLC, it is, it is upon us. It's going to be here this next coming Monday, as of the time we're recording this, August 22nd, uh, for PC. It'll be two weeks later on consoles. Um, so last week was the fifth and final week of the PTS. Um, what a journey well, we've yeah. been on. <laughs> yeah, when you, when you said
1: final week in, in, my, in my head, I imagined you having finger quotations. Final week yes. Of changes. Quotations. Yes, you could
0: you could not see the finger quotes I was I was making. They were there. Uh, actually, yeah, the final week will very likely actually be next week. the 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 live patch, and maybe even a week after that as well. We actually already know of at least one thing um, that's going to be on the live patch that isn't on PTS. We'll talk about that uh, a little while later. But there's at least one confirmed thing, uh, and I'm sure there'll be a few other surprises as well. Wouldn't surprise me at all.
1: Yeah, gonna be a couple things. We, it's it's been a journey. We've had some changes,
0: maybe some surprise Templar buffs. Mm-hmm. holding out hope. <laughs> hey,
1: I like Doesn't that. Doesn't seem likely. I like that positivity <laughs> right there. That's that's the way to think of
0: it. I'm I'm trying. It's like taking every ounce of will that I can muster to have some optimism with that. Um, but. I just feel like we got to make mention of the fact that it's it's highly unusual to be getting these this level of changes this late in the PTS cycle the, the final week and we're about to get into it but it's some pretty significant stuff like some stuff that's going to affect your builds and 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 the meta and things like that. Uh another thing to keep in mind is um before this patch ev- before the PTS ever went up or anything they had made comments on live streams and things that um they have more changes than this planned, and they just they didn't want to do a whole bunch of things all at once. Um, so, if things seem kind of incomplete or whatever, um, there's a good chance with the Q4 DLC, we'll kind of get the other half of this, you know, and some other things might click into place at that point. That's something I'm trying to keep in mind as well.
1: We don't have... There's not enough changes just yet.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, the combat system in this game just doesn't change often enough. That's the problem. mm
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: So, one of the things that they were testing last week uh, were these new um, Battleground weekend events that are going to be happening. Um, So, that's just basically a reminder that this is going to be something that um, will happen with this new patch. I'm not sure if it's going to be every weekend or just certain weekends. I don't know if there's been like a schedule announced or anything like that, but basically the idea is during these weekend events... Uh, the queue will be restricted to just one game type, right? So you'll have a domination weekend, or a deathmatch weekend, or a chaos ball weekend, um, something like that. Is there a total of five different game modes? I want to say.
1: Let's see. There's the there's the land, the land games, which are actually flags, and then the flag right. games, which aren't really flags.
0: Right. One, two, I think, yeah, three, you have...
1: four, five. Yep, five. Deathmatch, chaos ball, two types of land games but flags and uh-huh. then uh relics. relic
0: yeah so um if they did it every weekend it would be on a five-week rotation i guess but i don't really know what their plans are with that i don't know how are you feeling about these battlegrounds weekend events you think it seems like a good idea or what
1: i do think it's a good idea um just, I mean, just being selfish, it's going to be really nice to have guaranteed death matches again, even if it's just for a weekend. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a great weekend. Uh, and yeah. I, really, I really think you put it best into perspective in the sense that initially when they announced this, it was kind of like, eh, like, it's good that we'll at least have death match. But, you know, there's also going to be relic weekends and stuff. So I wasn't super thrilled. I was kind of like, all right, like, I guess it's something. But you kind of gave me a good perspective on it, like at least they're doing something for battlegrounds, like it is focused on battlegrounds, they're making changes. This is a improvement solely involving battlegrounds and i and that's a really good sign that they're at least giving battlegrounds specifically some attention.
0: yeah, I'm happy to see battlegrounds just getting any attention at all at this mm-hmm. point, you know, mm-hmm. and anything's better than the the nothing at all we've been getting. Um, this doesn't seem like the ideal solution necessarily, but it does seem like a pretty decent, uh, step at least. Like, let's just start here and then see what we want to do after that. I mean, I can already see like just a real simple thing that they could maybe do would be like, uh, change it so that you're not doing, you're not restricted to a specific mode each weekend, but it's a specific category of mode each weekend. Yeah. Right so you'd have your land grab you'd have your flag games and then you'd have deathmatch then you'd have a f- a three week rotation yeah um so you know that'd be something that'd be a pretty nice compromise for the people who are really just interested in deathmatch and then you know if we had a three week rotation where every three week every three weekends were guaranteed deathmatch i could see some guilds getting pretty hyped about that and like getting geared up and ready like here it comes deathmatch weekend is coming yeah. up let's get ready you know
1: it'd be kind of like a a little miniature midyear mayhem Almost. Yeah,
0: exactly. And that's just one simple, easy little tweak they could make to this system that would please a lot of people and be a really nice compromise between, you know, everybody who plays Battlegrounds for various reasons.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I think this, you know, um, I'm going to look at it from the positive side. I think this is probably going to change up kind of how I do PvP a little bit, because I'll be honest, if there's the Relic Weekend or even like a... Um, I can't remember which one it is, but the land grab where you have to chase down the flags, which is... Oh,
0: Crazy King.
1: Crazy King, I'm not crazy yeah. about. <laughs> right, just because right. it's a lot of running and chasing, but yeah. I can see those specific weekends. I'll probably just hang out in uh, Imperial City, or like I'll hang out in Cyrodiil during those weekends. And so I think this could actually encourage me on those specific weekends, and I'm not crazy about those BGs, is that I won't hop into that BG queue all instead do imperial city or uh
0: that's a good point you know we're always talking about how we should do more imperial city and that'd be just well may as well do it this weekend since we don't really care for you know capture the relic or whatever
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: another thing too about this is this will be a data point like they'll be able to see which weekend events get the most participation which ones get the least and that sort of thing um absolutely and so, you know, I don't know if they will use that information to make any decisions or not, but they'll have that option. That data will be there, and if they want to use that to make future decisions, they can. So that's that's a good thing, too. A fair number of combat and balance changes. I'm talking like on, on the level of like a week three of PTS. You know, again, I have to remind everyone, this is the final week of PTS, and <laughs> there's a lot of stuff here. Um, Dragon Knight is just one small thing. Uh, the Molten Whip the Seething Fury stacks uh, are going to last for 15 seconds instead of 10 seconds. Uh, and the devs say that's basically just because dots are going to have a longer duration, so they wanted that to be a little bit easier to manage. Um, so that's basically it for Dragon Knights. I think they're looking like they're in a pretty good spot. Uh, Nightblades actually have a lot of things.
1: Buckle up. A lot going on here.
0: Yeah, we might spend a little time on Nightblade. Um, Impale, the magicomorph Morph um, of the Execute ability, now deals 330% execute damage rather than 300%. So just a little bit of a, a buff to that ability. Twisting Path is having its damage increased by 50%. The devs say to help it stand out a bit more. Um, my interpretation of that is just because, basically. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to buff it.
1: Because <laughs> they could?
0: I think there's a, an, another reason why they really did that, and we'll come back to that here in just a minute. Um, Surprise attack, the stamina morph of the melee spammable. Um, so remember, it has a, a guaranteed crit chance uh, whenever you hit somebody from a flank. Now that has a four-second cooldown. So it's a guaranteed crit once every four seconds when hitting your enemy from a flank. Um, The devs say that's to prevent it from having too much sustained burst. Is there a reasoning there? I can certainly see that reasoning. So compared to the live version of Surprise Attack, you're basically giving up a stun from a flank in exchange for a guaranteed crit from a flank once every four seconds. That seems like kind of a raw deal, but I'm not, I'm not so sure it's as bad as it seems. We're actually going to come back to that and talk about that a little bit more here in just a minute. Uh, for now, let's move on and talk about Concealed Weapon, which is the magic Morph of the same ability. It's no longer going to give you that 300 weapon and spell damage after you leave stealth. Um, instead it's going to give you uh, a unique 10% damage boost uh, to all damage done when you leave stealth or when major expedition ends and that's going to have a five second duration that's a weird condition when major expedition ends Um, but I actually think you'll be able to make use of that really really easily the devs say that's to give it more of a benefit in pve is their main motivation for making this change because the Previous iteration, you don't use stealth in PvE at all, you know, so you, you're not getting that 300 weapon and spell damage out of stealth at all. This way you actually can, because, um, Twisting Path, remember, it's getting buffed by 50%. Um, that's your ground AoE dot, that gives you major expedition when you're standing in it, and for four seconds after leaving it. So I could definitely see, like, a PvE magic and Nightblade, or Hybrid Nightblade, whatever, you know they're already using Twisting Path. It's a very strong dot, so you yep. can just kind of make it part of your rotation where you're you're dipping in and out of that Twisting Path once every four or five seconds or so. And basically, I think you could, you know, if you if you kind of get good at that, you could probably pretty easily have a 100% uptime on that 10% uh damage boost. So that seems pretty good. If there are other Nightblades in the group and they're casting Twisting Path as well, then that's just refreshing that on you over and over and over again without you really even having to, having to do anything. But even by yourself, you could do it pretty easily. Yeah. As far as PvP goes, this concealed weapon, this 10% damage bonus, it seems really, really nice. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a 10% bonus to all damage, to any proc sets you're using, your ultimates, your, your glyphs, whatever else. Um, and it's unique. It'll stack with you know, Major Berserk or whatever. Uh, It's very easy to activate, it's very easy to plan your combo around it. It has no cooldown, so every single time you come out of stealth or every single time Major Expedition ends, you're going to get that. Five seconds is a a pretty good size window for a a PvP Nightblade. You only really need like three seconds to pull off your combo. Uh, And if you want to refresh that window, just go into stealth again and go for your attack again, and it'll refresh right away. Um, I think you'll also be able to do things like activate major expedition then go into stealth and then when you come out of stealth you'll get five seconds of this buff right and then a little while later major major expedition will fall off and that'll refresh that duration so you get like maybe seven or eight seconds out of it actually in that case
2: hmm.
1: yeah it seems like it's going to be pretty common to keep that that buff up which 10 percent damage buff that's great it's a great
0: buff yeah and the fact that it's unique um yeah that seems really strong and you get that minor expedition while slotted i mean i feel like this is by far the superior morph to surprise attack the stamina morph you know now, yes. now that everything's hybridized and everything as long as you can sustain that that magica cost there's no reason to use surprise attack i don't think that i can see just su- sustain reasons alone would be the only thing that i can think of let's revisit this thing about this ability no longer stunning from a flank. This is kind of a a realization I had. I mentioned on the last episode how it's kind of funny you don't see any Nightblades on the forums uh, or anywhere else really complaining about the fact that Surprise Attack is losing that stun. You'd think you'd see some Nightblades uh, complaining about that. Um, But what if I told you that the reason they're not complaining is because they realize this actually isn't a nerf, this is actually potentially a buff if you are a skilled enough player to to take advantage of it that's the thing i, I don't know if that's that's going to be me or not i'm going to try but
1: uh <laughs> hey you're a nightblade main now it's the thing
0: <laughs> yeah i'm full on nightblade main no 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 that's not true um so here's the thing surprise attack and concealed weapon both morphs um they no longer stun from a flank but they do still set your target off balance from a flank and when enemies are off balance, they can be stunned with a heavy attack or with a medium attack. Um, so as it is right now on the live server, if you stun somebody with surprise attack and then try to hit them with Merciless Resolve, that's your big burst attack, it's going to miss every single time. Like 100% of the time, they're going to break out of that stun and dodge just as you're shooting that Merciless at them, and it's never ever going to hit them if, if you try to do it that way. But with this new version, with, with the PTS version, you hit them with Surprise Attack or Concealed Weapon. Uh, it sets them off balance, and then you do a medium attack, like you, you partially charge a heavy attack, and then release that into your Merciless Resolve. And that medium attack is going to be the thing that stuns them, right? Because they're off mm-hmm. balance. And if you're weaving that into your Merciless, I mean, the time between that medium attack and that Merciless Resolve is like, ba-bum. You know, yeah. it's that fast. There's no possibility of reacting fast enough to get out of that uh, stun and avoid that Merciless resolve. So if you can set them off balance with Surprise Attack, land that medium attack, and weave your, uh, your Merciless right in behind it, it's guaranteed to hit. It's for sure going to hit them. So it's going to be tricky to pull that off. I think you're going to have to have a little bit of skill to do it. Uh, yeah. But if you can, you know, that, that's a good thing, you know. Like, it's like a high, skilling, high skill ceiling sort of thing, and if you can pull it off, it's going to be all the more satisfying.
1: And rewarding. It's going to be a big time reward if you can pull off that nice, good timing and skill.
0: Oh yeah, and man, merciless resolve. I mean, ask any Nightblade. The biggest issue is their attacks all get dodged. And merciless resolve, prime example. It's a super hard hitting ability, but it's a it's a slow moving projectile. It's very predictable. It's very telegraphed. Everyone dodges it all the time. Um, so if if you got the skills, here's a, this is a solution for that. So that's why no Nightblades are complaining about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dark Cloak, the, the, the healing morph of the Cloak ability, uh, is getting some further adjustments. So they've gone back to making it scale with your max health rather than your missing health, but they've reduced the healing by 42% compared to the live version. So I think, I think that's going to end up being 5% of your max health. So if you have 30k max health, that would be like a 1,500 heal per second for 3 seconds. So pretty weak. And then that gets cut in yeah. half in PvP, right?
1: Yeah, that is, that's uh, it's not great.
0: But they gave it this new thing. The heal is now increased by 150% while not moving. And the dev comment says they're trying to find a sweet spot between making it viable for PvE tanks while not letting it be too powerful in PvP. And they said they might need to make some slight number adjustments, but they don't think there's going to be any more big swings in the design. That's weird that they're kind of being so concerned about PvP. I really have never found Brawler Blades to be a major problem. Like, the biggest complaint I have about Brawler Blades is, yeah, they're hard to kill, yeah. but they don't really pose much of an offensive threat, you know? Like, you can really just kind of ignore them a lot of the time. The seven of them that exist, you know, <laughs> in the entire game. Um, so it's weird that they were trying to tread lightly in that regard. Uh, I've seen a lot of PvE Nightblade tanks say that they don't like this version, that 150% increase while not moving. You know, there's only a handful of boss fights where you're really actually going to be able to take advantage of that. You know, a lot of boss fights actually require you to move around quite a bit. And this having such a short duration, three second duration, um, doesn't seem great. This seems like one of the many changes being made this pts that they probably should have just left that one how it was you know wasn't <laughs> really a problem
1: change but they already started the change no going back
0: yeah exactly i would not be surprised at all if this ability continues to be iterated upon in future yeah. patches because that does not seem this is an ability that's been like pretty enjoyable by the few people out there that prefer this uh, morph rather than being invisible it is very strong it does make them very tanky um, you know, maybe the healing did need to come down a little bit, but I think they overdid it a little bit. Yeah. But the vast majority of Nightblades are going to be using invisibility, so most Nightblades probably aren't really too upset about that. As for Sorcerers, Crystal Weapon is getting some, uh, some additional adjustments, so the, the second hit of Crystal Weapon is now going to hit for 45% of the first hit's damage rather than 30%. I have not seen any discussion whatsoever about that adjustment right there, which tells me that sorcerers don't really care like it's not
1: <laughs> it's not not a not a big enough change to even talk about
0: yeah, I don't think it's anything that's gonna change how they use the ability or or whether or not they do use it or whatever um I still think it's a totally fine ability you you need a spammable and in, in any just about any build. you need to have a spammable, and yeah. this is a decent one to choose from you know out of the the few options that you have. Um, now this is an interesting one, I'm not sure interesting in a positive way, but um, Daedric <laughs> Prey, that's the other morph of Haunting Curse, um, this is now going to increase your pet damage by 45% instead of 20%. So 25% increase to that. And I, I looked up that ability, um, the description does not say that it has to be your uh, your class summons, so I'm assuming that like monster, like a like, uh, Proxet pets and stuff like that would count as well interesting.
1: I think you made a great point on this in the sense that this might be kind of the upcoming direction for magsorks. They're very <laughs> kind of lost right now and this yes. seems like the this is where the arrow is going to be pointing.
0: Yeah, there's not a lot of I mean there's some really strong stam sorks and really strong hybrid sorks out there, but if you want to be a pure magsork, yeah, they're they're really not in a great spot right now, and so it's looking like the the strongest magsork spec maybe is going to be pet sorks here pretty soon you remember a time when zoo sorks were everywhere Uh, and it was (laughs) terrible yes
1: you would make a joke you'd get on in a a bg and there'd be a team of four pet sorks and it was just like oh my gosh just every
0: single one of them i mean we were in guild with people they would do it to troll they would they'd make a group a group of four sorks each sork has four pets you know, per <laughs> per player. Um, so you're talking like 20 or more actual bodies running around. Um, <laughs> pretty ridiculous, and absolutely cancer to go up against. You can't actually land an attack on anybody ever. Yeah. Uh, and if those pets are actually going to be doing pretty good damage, I mean, that 45%, I think there's a a set you can get that increases it by another 16% your pet yep. damage. I mean, you could really get that stuff up there. So look out for that Zeusork comeback. I hope I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong, but could happen. Um, Wardens, the Screaming Cliff Racer, that's the Magica Morph of the class spammable, it's now going to give you 300 weapon and spell damage when you hit an off-balance enemy rather than 200. So that's going to be 400 total. You get 100 for hitting anybody, and then now you'll get another 300 if they're off balance. And, and the Cliff Racer sets them off balance as well, right? Um, so that's pretty not nice. 400 is a pretty juicy amount.
1: That's a lot, and it's it's going to be very easy to... Like, if this is your spammable, I mean, that's 100% uptime. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I think it's like a 15-second duration, I want to say.
1: In a PvP setting, I, I mean, that's 100% uptime of 400 weapon and spell damage.
0: Yeah. Uh, PVE and pve i would say too yeah
1: both. Yeah, that's true too um yeah i mean i you know i have a, a stamina warden and i'm like I'm, I'm gonna do everything i can to make this his actual spam a magic a magic spammable on a, on a stamina warden we'll see if i can make it work but
0: wretched um, vitality
1: <laughs> there it is that's the wretched answer vitality it won't even be
0: it won't even be it's hard
1: all said and done <laughs> Uh, but yeah, 400 uh, weapon and spell damage. It's interesting to me that, you know, the, they're getting real popular with these 300 weapon and st- spell damage buffs for magica abilities. They're kind of adding it into certain classes. And they seem to all be the Magicka morph. Yeah. And it's interesting to me that, you know, it wasn't that long ago we had kind of mentioned that Magicka didn't really have the same hitting power that stamina did. But it's interesting to me now that they're doing this because this hybrid stamina Magicka characters exist so much that it almost seems like this is kind of late. It's almost a little late to do this because it's kind of like this buff to get Magicka classes to hit harder, but all the stamina classes are just going to take advantage of this (laughs) because the, the hybridization of Magicka and stamina, I would think most... Classes that have this unique 300 weapon and spell damage buff, and in this case 400, but that I think stamina and magicka are going to take advantage of it now. It's just interesting to me that it's it's almost like it's a couple patches too late. But I mean, I'm not complaining about this one. Like I said, I'm going to try to find a way to put this on my warden.
0: Yeah, I think like I mean, I was just joking about wretched vitality, but honestly, as long as that set exists, I feel like you can't buff magica without also buffing stamina. Yeah. So the Screaming Cliff Racer, the big issue with that is it's highly visible. It moves very slowly, and it gets dodged a lot. And that's the main... Those are the reasons yeah. Wardens don't use it a lot. But man, if, if they're dangling 400 weapon and spell damage in front of you, I bet a lot of Wardens are going to get over that. It's kind yeah. of my prediction there.
1: Me specifically, it's easy, just because my current Warden is using the Point Blank Snipe, which is, I would say, one of the few abilities that gets dodged more often than the cliff. Uh (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that sounds,
0: when people hear that sound, they just dodge, it's just reflex. Built in. Yeah. Um, Arctic Blast, yet another buff to Arctic Blast. Like, how many buffs can you give to an ability? Uh, It now has a 15% chance to apply a status uh, rather than a 1% chance, so that'd be the chilled status. It deals Mm. frost Mm -hmm. damage. Um... 15% 15% chance to to apply the chilled status effect. That's pretty nice. In addition to, you know, this is now a really strong heal, it's an instant stun, it deals a decent amount of AoE damage for a very long period of time, and it has a 15% chance to to apply the chilled status.
1: All the things.
0: <laughs> I was thinking, like, of all the odd changes and odd choices that are being made with this patch, this is like the one thing out of the whole bunch. Like, this specific ability that they're just doing exactly what wardens want them to do like it's just like <laughs> thank you for making this ability perfect mm. i didn't think this was necessary the 15 percent chance to apply a status effect not necessary at all i think wardens were already thrilled about arctic blinds so and this is just a another extra little yeah. cherry on top but i wonder if it's maybe a step too far
1: i think wardens are just happy in general right now with this upcoming patch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're looking. They're looking really, really good. The one downside is Scorch basically is getting nerfed a little bit, but they're getting yeah. all these other buffs that I think are just gonna, in in the end, kind of make up for it.
1: Yeah, I, I I would think even with the the damage reduction to Scorch, if you have that Cliff Racer and you're getting that 400 weapon and spell damage, I think you're actually gonna end up ahead rather than less damage where you were before.
0: Probably so. And then last thing for Wardens is uh, Winter's Revenge. That's the ground AoE dot, deals frost damage. It's now going to deal 30% additional damage if you're holding a Destro Staff when you cast it. So not when you're on your Destro Bar. It's when you, if you have it, so you can cast it on your back bar as long as you have a Destro Staff, and then when you bar swap, it's going to keep that 30% damage increase. What I think is interesting there is that it's a thirty percent damage increase that requires a destro staff, whereas the Nightblade's Twisting Path, which is the same type of ability, <laughs> uh, it just gets a straight fifty percent damage increase, no requirement whatsoever. Kind of a weird inconsistency there.
1: It's interesting to see a class ability tied to a specific weapon type.
2: Yeah, me, yeah, it's really. very
1: interesting to see that. Like they're really like I've never, I don't know if I can think of a class ability that. Really forces you to a specific weapon type.
0: Yeah, and it's like definitely like their way of saying, not for stamina wardens. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we want Magdans.
0: Yeah. I guess with hybridization now, this is how they have to differentiate, you know, only for this type of build or whatever.
1: It's going to be hilarious when all three of these abilities f- find their way on a, on a stamina warden. They'll just throw a Destro Staff back bar.
2: Very <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Find totally a way could. to
1: put Arctic Blast. Uh, they'll have a wretched vitality destro staff on the back bar, and they'll use the 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 Magic, uh, cliff racer. All oh, arctic Stam- blast! All on a stamina warden.
0: Arctic blast will be on every warden. Stamina mm-hmm. magica. I guarantee mm-hmm. you. I promise you that. That's going to be too good. Um. So that's basically it for wardens. Yeah, they're they're going to be in great shape. I think we're, we're going to be seeing a lot more wardens. Um, templar.
1: They did something.
0: (laughs) Here it is, guys. We're at the final week of PTS. You know, the first week of PTS, we got the nerf Sledgehammer, and we've just been waiting this whole time, just totally left out to dry, just begging for some sort of scrap, like unnerf us just a little Mm -hmm. bit, please. Let them have it. Here it Here it is, guys. In the final week of PTS, we finally got it. Radiant Destruction, that's the Jesus Beam ability. The increase the damage by 23% sigh of relief
1: templars are back
0: we're back guys say so everything's gonna be all right um that's sarcasm if you couldn't tell very few templars in pvp at least uh very few templars use this ability in fact the only templars i do see using uh radiant destruction are actually healers and it's like mm-hmm. It's like their one damage ability that they have slotted, and they'll use that to focus down low health targets to help the team get the kill, but otherwise they're healing. Actual offensively focused Templars hardly ever use this ability, and I don't plan to start. It's not it's not an ability that I really want to use. No, so,
1: it's completely against your style play, because you have to stand in place.
0: So Yeah, and it's like a channel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, actually doesn't help me out at all, and probably most templars it's not going to help them out at all
1: the the only time i could see this being helpful for templars is pve like this i think this da- this ability can do pretty high damage and 23 percent is a pretty that's a pretty hefty buff so yeah, it
0: is a hefty buff for the people who do use it hey great for you guys grats on your buff <laughs>
1: <Get> so, <happily.
0: laughs> uh, so yeah not a happy time for templars right now um So that's it for the class changes. Uh, Under the Alliance War, Resolving Vigor, that's the selfish version, the one that most stamina builds use. Um, They've reverted the healing nerf, so never mind on that. It's going to heal for just as much as it does right now in the live server. I think that's a good thing. Uh, Just for this morph. The other morph, still nerfed. Um, And it's going to grant minor resolve instead of major resolve now. And the devs say that's to avoid harming class identity. We all know class identity comes from your armor buff. That's where you get it from.
1: <laughs> Listen, if you're a Sork, you need to be able to not see your character. Yep. If you're a warden, you need to make sure you've got little icicles on your character that And that, that
0: everyone else does too.
1: That everybody you ruin everybody <laughs> else's look. Yeah. That's what it's all about.
0: Yeah, yeah. That you get the you get the lightning you know, you look you look like a lightning. That's what makes you look like your class, you know, is your armor buff. Uh so I do kind of in a weird way get their reasoning on that. Um, but basically, everybody's going to have a minor resolve on top of their major resolve from now on. Yeah, so, nobody's
1: nobody's not using vigor now that the healing's back. Nobody's everybody's going to. I mean, at least in a in a PvP sense, everybody has this on their bar.
0: I would say most people, yeah. Like pure magic, pure magica builds yeah, are more true. and more rare. Well, I'm just saying, pure magica builds are more and more rare all the time anymore. You yeah. know, it's either stamina or hybrid. You don't see a ton of just pure magic build unless they're healers. So, yeah, I bet Resolving Vigor will end up being on most people's bars. And so you can just kind of count on that minor Resolve just being a part of everyone's build. It's just going to be everywhere. Um, in addition to ability changes, we also are getting some set changes. Uh, a lot of stuff with the Maelstrom Arena. So the Maelstrom Destro Staff, it now increases the damage of Wall of Elements by 1250 rather than increasing your light and heavy attack damage to enemies that are standing in your wall of elements by 1358. About a thousand damage difference, single target-wise. Uh, single target damage, that's, that's a nerf. Uh, yeah. AoE, as far as AoE goes, it seems like a little bit of a buff. But most PvE people don't really care about AoE, they just care about that single target boss damage. So uh, that's probably going to be considered a, a nerf by most. Uh, the devs say they just wanted to make it easier to use. They don't want it to be dependent on light attack weaving. And that's consistent with their other stated goals. The Maelstrom two-hander, they nerfed the damage by 32%. They also gave it a 10 second duration instead of 7 seconds. The devs say that's going to make it bite less in PvP. A uh, quick note here: Stampede. That's the ability that most people use with this ability. The the dot component of its damage was also nerfed by 38%. So kind of kind of double nerfed Maelstrom Two Hander there.
1: They could, you know, they said it's going to bite less. They said that is two words, but it's just biteless. They could it's have just biteless. It one word. It's just. They're going to make
0: it biteless. <laughs> Get
1: rid yeah. of the space, okay? <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, totally. <laughs> just make it one word.
0: Probably not going to see that uh, a lot more. I I use Maelstrom Two-Hander on my STAM DK. I'm probably going to take it off and search for alternatives. Not sure what that's going to be, but yeah. I was looking at some tooltip numbers on PTS and stuff, and it's not worth the investment at this point, I don't think. Um, Good run. Maelstrom Two-Hander, it was strong for a good long time.
1: It had its time.
0: It did. I remember the gap closer spam meta with uh, Unleashed Terror. I got a sixty-one and no kill count with that setup one time. <laughs> what was that, what was
1: that rush of rush of agony, Unleashed Terror, and the Maelstrom Two Hander? Was that the full?
0: No, I've never used Rush of Agony. I think it was Unleashed Terror, Maelstrom Two Hander, Master's Dual Wield, and Grothdar Monster set. That's what I think it was. Okay. Okay. The Maelstrom Bow is actually just getting a straight buff. Um, The ramping damage is going to be increased by 191 per tick instead of 143 per tick, so just a plain and simple buff to that one, whereas the other two are getting nerfed. It's odd, but I'll take it. I use that on a (laughs) a PvE build, so I'll definitely take it.
1: Yeah, and that that ability got a decent damage buff not that long ago, so...
0: Yeah. And then um, the powerful assault set. You still use this on your Magplar healer, right?
1: Oh yeah, Absolutely.
0: Very good set that gives your teammates all a, a really nice damage buff. Um, so they've given this set now a 15 second duration instead of 10 seconds, and it has a 12 meter radius instead of a 10 meter radius.
1: I don't know what, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Cap. My my is getting buffed.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're a pure healer Templar, it's going to be doing really well. Uh, that's actually pretty nice. Most people use um the echoing vigor ability, um yep. the version of vigor that heals other people um to proc this set and um that longer duration and that wider radius puts it closer to in line with that ability. So they're, they they kind of have similar uptimes and similar reach. I don't think they're exactly the same, but they're closer.
1: Yeah, and that's really I mean specifically, you know, I was joking earlier, but it really is nice for my my Templar healer because that Echoing Vigor is not a super strong heal, but I do have to cast it a lot to get the Powerful Assault uh, set ability going, and so now I can actually focus more on heals and not have to worry about spamming this as much.
0: Some other changes. We we mentioned that this was going to happen last week, so uh, this was implemented, or on the last episode, I mean, but they went ahead and implemented it. They reduced all the health (laughs) of all bosses in Veteran Dungeons and Veteran Trials.
1: This is, the, that's the funniest change of all the things through all, all five weeks. It
0: that's seems weird. That's the one weird.
1: that cracks me up the most, because it's like, for four weeks straight, they've reduced total damage, and then they were like, oh, darn it. Well, let's just reduce the health. <laughs> it's
0: yeah. Like,
1: it's like, wait a minute. We, we, it kind of makes just, the yeah. whole
0: thing seem pointless. That's funny. So, yeah, I wonder how... If, are those fights going to seem harder or are the same or easier or what? I don't know. Um, something that's not on PTS, but we do have developer confirmation that this change is going to happen when the patch goes live, um, Empower. Remember, Empower, it now only applies to your heavy attacks and it only applies to PvE enemies. Um well, when this patch goes live, they're going to make it so that Empower only applies to your fully charged heavy attacks against PvE enemies. Um, so if you've been seeing these YouTube videos of people getting like 130,000 DPS with this weird medium attack weave rotation, don't worry, that meta is not going to happen. Um, because that's all based on Empower uh, buffing up those medium attacks. Um, but So now it's just going to uh, apply to fully charged heavy attacks, which means... Basically, no one is going to be trying to utilize Empower whatsoever. Um, so, there you go. Empower, completely good. It's so long, Empower. You've been a good yeah, buff. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's a good change <laughs> from where they were a week ago, but, it, it, I mean, it's just... Yeah, like, it, it's kind of sad to see what Empower's become. I mean, absolutely no one will care about Empower now. <laughs> yeah. Just,
0: it really it really is.
1: It's just odd, because it's kind of like they just took away a buff from us. Like, a buff that we used to... that certain people used to use and build around and it's just like exactly delete that one off the board it's just a less less opportunity
0: what really upsets me about it is like there are like the solar barrage ability that i use on my templar Mm -hmm. part of the reason i use that is because of empower that's just being deleted from my build like if you're if you're playing if you're playing pvp that's just straight up being deleted from the build and so half of what gives that ability value is gone now and is not being replaced with anything else. You know, like that. They need. They're going to have to do a pass of all, like all sources of empower and be like, okay, well, what makes this useful for PvP now?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I had my entire goal with my werewolf build was to to build off empower and light attack damage, and I was, you know, they came out with an entire set that is about giving your allies empower, like. I mean, that set's going to be dead before it even... I yeah. mean, nobody's even collected it. It's just going to be gone. Uh, I,
0: I just... mean, maybe if you have a team of of these new buffed zoo sorks, where it's just a bunch of pet sorks, and all they do is <laughs> they have their pets out, and they're just doing heavy attacks, and that's the whole thing, because that's kind of what they do. Uh, um, yeah.
1: It's just sad to see an entire buff kind of disappear.
0: Yeah, it is. It really is. But anyway... That's basically everything on the PTS that we wanted to talk about anyway. Let's do some meta predictions based on what we know. We, Of course, we, there's no telling what's going to change uh, in the future, but based on what we know right now, uh, let's talk about what we think is going to happen in this upcoming PvP meta, uh, in particular with Battlegrounds. That's normally yep. kind of where, where our mind is at. Um, number one, roly-poly hybrid Nightblades. Yep. That's going to be the flavor of the batch. Absolutely.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: I'm going to be one of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be you. <laughs> uh, there's already a very high percentage of these. And currently, like if you do the solo queue, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like now just BGs in general, it's, it's going to be uh, the roly poly hybrid blades are going to be the new kind of stamp work. They're kind of taken, kind of taken the over the seat.
0: It's going to be the annoying kind too—the kind that's really Jeez. fast, and they're turning invisible all the time, yeah. and they hit really, really hard. Yeah, so um, you're going to need to have your your mage light, or your revealing flare, mm-hmm. or your camo hunter, mm-hmm. or your uh, reveal potions. You you got to have some way to to pull nightblades out of stealth because at any given moment, when you're in a PvP zone, you're going to be surrounded by four or five invisible people at all times. Um. So definitely have your anti-stealth ready. That's going to be the number one spec, I think. Um, Maybe not in terms necessarily of performance, but in terms of just popularity and how many of them you see all the time. Um, I'm going to make kind of a weird prediction that stamina and hybrid sorcerers are still going to be very popular and very, very good. I think they're going to see a big drop off in popularity right out of the gate because that that popular build that people like to use with them is getting nerfed quite a bit. Um, so we'll see it drop off initially, but I think as the, as the patch goes on, as time goes on, people are going to circle back around to Stam Zorks and realize you can still have a really, really strong Stam Sork build. My Stam Sork, like I've said lots of times, isn't being affected by these uh, changes at all. He's, he's been super strong for two patches now. I think he's still going to be extremely strong, uh, and none of these nerfs affected him at all. Um, so I'm predicting Stams once once everything is settled and, and, and everything like that, they're still going to be uh, have, have a firm place in the meta. Yeah.
1: Still a great class. I I will say I, I disagree with you, just just a hair. Okay on this one. I do think that wardens are probably, and, and I think you you think that very closely as well. but I do think wardens are going to be kind of that next. I think they've been sitting on the shelf a long time. There's a lot of players out there that were really great. Uh, and it's and I, I think it's mostly going to be hybrid wardens. I don't think we're going to necessarily see Magicka wardens, although I think that's what they, the devs want. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be stamina-based wardens that that depend a lot on Magicka and have a lot of uh, Magicka resources. But I, I I do think wardens are going to kind of dust off that shelf, and we're going to see kind of a comeback with the warden class.
0: Oh, yeah. There's no question about that. I totally agree. Wardens are going to be just incredible. I mean, they're getting that extra 400 weapon and spell damage from their Mm spammable. Arctic Blast is like a straight-up OP ability now. (laughs) Um, Falcon Swiftness getting that snare removal. Really awesome-looking ability that actually has really good functionality. Um, Scorch is getting that nerf, but they're getting all this other stuff that I think is just going to make the class feel really good to play. Yeah. Um, and they 're going to have a strong sense of identity i mean it 's looking yeah. like you 're not going to have any need to go outside of your class for for very much anyway
1: yeah absolutely and i can't you know i can 't stress enough. We talked about it a while back, but they haven't really changed it at all or made any updates and so with all the changes it might be forgotten but just like you said, that falcon swiftness i mean that is a that that is the ability now that is a fantastic ability i mean it 's always been good, but it is it's next level now.
0: Yeah, just a better race against time. I mean, that's a you. You got to have that. You got to have snare. In my opinion, in a PvP build, you got to have major expedition, and you got to have snare removal. That ability does it both. Plus, it gives you some nice passives. Plus, it looks freaking sweet.
1: (laughs) That's you. You got all three things you need. Yeah, you got all the basics.
0: Um, so definitely going to be a lot of wardens. Um, and a like a knock on effect of that, I think. I think this is going to be a very tanky meta. Because everyone's going to have that minor resolve from this new version of Vigor. Damage across the board is mostly going to be down because of all these changes that are happening here. And Wardens are going to be everywhere. So everybody's going to have 10% extra health. You know, everyone's going to have their major armor buff active at all times because Wardens give that to everybody. Yeah. Um, Everyone's going to have heals helping them out as well. I think it's going to be hard to kill people with this next meta coming up.
1: Yeah. Well, and because they kind of you know just like you said they they, they the heels are back and the the dots are kind of gone so it's going to be less damage but still almost the same amount of heals
2: mhm um
0: dragon knights i think my prediction for dragon knights is they're just going to be kind of well balanced you know they, yeah. they've been op for a while because of this perma corrosive okenso build that that's going away Uh, these dot nerfs are going to hurt them a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Um, I think they're going to be like totally capable, totally. Like if you're a Dragon Knight main, you're probably looking at this next patch thinking I'm going to be fine. You know, I'm not going to be OP anymore, but you got to pay the OP tax. You know, you were OP for a while. Now it's time to to pay the tax and and chill out for a little while. Uh, but I think, yeah, they're still going to be totally good. Probably see their their popularity drop quite a bit, but that doesn't mean they're going to be bad.
1: And I would even kind of argue that's like that's like the Dragon Knight sweet spot. Like kind of right there in the middle of the line there. Like they that's that's if you know. They're never they're never really that OP just best class. That that perma corrosive was kind of odd. I feel like that DKs were coming in and being that really OP class. I feel like DKs are always just they're the always really well balanced class. And so they're they're kind of back to their sweet spot.
0: Yeah, I've always thought of Dragon Knight as being a class that's Kind of difficult to master, but when you do and you get into that groove, it's like so super satisfying because you do have all the tools that you need. They're just not as easy to use as, say, like a sorcerer's tools or something like that. Um. So yeah, I, I'm I'm liking where what what DKs are looking like. I'll definitely be happy to get rid of that perma corrosive build yeah. that we've been seeing so much of. That is that
1: thing's a mess.
0: You just learn to recognize that that green kind of look that they have when that's active (laughs) and just run away. Just don't even try to fight them because it's it's totally a losing fight. Um, Necromancers, the the dot nerfs are going to hurt Necromancers a fair amount. The Mender nerf is going to hurt them quite a bit. Um, I think we're probably going to still see quite a few Necro bombers out there. I think they're probably still going to be the best bombers available. Uh, And I think Bokros are probably... Still going to be pretty good. I don't think these nerfs are going to affect them quite as much, uh, and I think my Bokro is probably going to start seeing quite a bit of play time here pretty soon. So, but you know, if you're like kind of the typical brawler kind of Necro, I think they might struggle a little bit um, this patch.
1: Yeah, we both have Bokros, and I think we're both you know in agreement that those are going to be just fine. But it is funny to me that Necros just become the bombing class. Like mm-hmm. that's just that's just kind of become their class identity as the bombing class. It's interesting.
0: Like dark dark convergence is the necro oh, set. That
1: is a necro set. Yeah.
0: Ugh. Like, okay, you got yourself Gross. a necro, where's your set of dark convergence? <laughs> you gotta get that on there.
1: If there's if there's a, a guild out there, an ESO, that's the dark convergence guild, I don't know what their name is. The DC Boys, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the mortal enemy of Stun Alright, we're saying it now. DC
0: boys versus students goons
1: <laughs> we'll meet them anytime <laughs> we'll any place any parking lot
0: we'll do the little snap fingers thing <laughs> um, and then Templars probably not going to see a lot of Templars out there
1: you know that emoji that has like the, the little teeth showing you know? That Yeah, know little
0: kind of wince yeah. yeah,
1: that's that's Templar right now.
0: Probably that's... not going to see a lot of Templars. I would say that maybe you'll see some Templar healers, but, you know, I think about it, I don't think Templars are the best healers. You know, I, I think, like, Necromancers and Wardens by far beat Templars as a healer. I think yeah. maybe even Sorcerers make better healers than Templars do. Um You know, Templar is thought of as this healing class, and there was a point in time in history where that is what they were. They were the very best healers uh, by a wide margin, but um, so much has changed in the game. They've done so much to make every class a viable healer now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think in a lot of respects they've been surpassed. Um, So I don't even think you're going to see a a ton of Templar healers. You're certainly not going to see a ton of offensive Templars. I'm sure you'll see some now and then um but i mean everyone else whether they're getting nerfed or not there's at least something that's kind of the saving grace there uh with templar it's not it's just like a heavy nerf and that's it
1: that's just what it is and and i do agree with you they you know they used to be the big part to them them being the best healers was they had breath of life that was the yeah that was the heal in the game but they standardize breath of life. Every, almost every class has a their own version of breath of life that's just as strong, or even some classes have a stronger heal now.
0: Ah, oh, like shrewd um, offering, the nightblade shrewd offering ability. It, it's yeah. it's just as strong as breath of life, and it has half the Magicka
1: cost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. They don't they don't have what they used to have anymore. Uh, everybody else kind of has the abilities, but you know, necros have the the crowd control, and you know. Uh, Magical Warden has a whole lot more heals at their disposal. Uh, more
0: heals so. and just, like, really handy group buffs that help people yeah. out. Like, it increases everyone's health. You're making sure everyone's armor buff stays active. You know, they have a lot of... Yeah. So, just not going to see a ton of Templars.
1: <laughs> they don't have those things. Don't anybody worry. Davius will still be out. there. He'll still be <laughs> in a BG near you. <laughs>
0: um, I will say... I do see a handful of really good Templar healers. That basically what they're doing is they're just stacking their ultimate regeneration as much as they can, and they're running around with that, that revised version of the class healing ultimate where you can move around while you're yeah. channeling it. I see, I see a fair amount of that, but I think a lot of those are just Oaken Soul builds, you know. So those will probably disappear.
1: Yeah, it's probably gonna probably gonna go out the window with the Oaken Soul nerf.
0: So man, it's just looking bad for Templar. It's just looking real bad for Templar. Um. Anyway, that's kind of the meta predictions. We'll see. We'll we'll follow up on that as time goes on and see how we feel about that. We'll probably do a BG report at some point during this patch.
2: Yeah, um, for sure.
0: We'll see about that. I have kind of a <clears throat> kind of a closing some some closing thoughts here. If it seems like they're fixing a bunch of things that aren't broken, or if it feels like it's a bunch of change for the sake of change. That's because that's exactly what it is. That is uh, <laughs> That is exactly what this is. Davius, you and I have been playing this game since 2016. It's been six years since we started playing this game. And you tell me, in that time, has there been a year that has passed that we haven't seen some major changes to the combat system?
1: Not at all. I mean, we talk about these... I mean, think about the dot meta, or there was the... Proc meta. Proc you know, meta. There's a Dizzy reason, swing meta. Dizzy swing meta. There's a reason that those have those labels. You know, yeah. There's... It's year
0: after year after year, and often patch after patch these changes can continue to happen, and it's no secret how you balance a video game. Okay? Like, all everyone knows all you really have to do is just make small number adjustments from one patch to the next, and eventually you'll get there. That easy. Right? Mm-hmm. We know that. There's no way they don't know that. Okay, they are they are video game makers. <laughs> you know, they know that. Um this is absolutely a planned cycle. It may it maybe sounds like I'm being a conspiracy theorist here, but hear me out here. Let's paint a a good old-fashioned hypothetical scenario. Um although it's actually not that hypothetical because we know these players. We can confirm <laughs> firsthand that these people exist. But Let's call this a hypothetical scenario. Let's say you're a brand new player. You're primarily interested in PvP, and you want to be OP. right? So your buddy told you Magsorks are OP, so you make yourself a Magsork. Uh, you, you get leveled up as fast as you can. You get your build put together as quickly as you can. And then you jump into BGs, and you just start shredding noobs and having an awesome time. Huh? And some time passes. The meta shifts and magsorks aren't op anymore templars are op now so you still want to be meta you still want to be on top so you make yourself a new character and this time you make a templar um so now you got to level that character up you got to unlock all the right skills and passives you got to get your undaunted your mages guild your sigic order you're going to have to farm gear for your build that's going to involve various dungeons trials arenas you're going to need to get need to get Sky Shards for your skill points. You're going to need to get Transmute Crystals to, to get the right traits. Um, you might need some Telvar Crystals if you want Tri-Stat Glyphs. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have to do all that stuff. While you're at it, you have this brand new character. Maybe you want to buy some cosmetics in the crown store to make yourself look cool. Maybe you want to buy some mount upgrades so your horse can be nice and fast right out of the gate. Maybe you don't want to spend all that time upgrading your Undaunted, Mages Guild, sigic Order, all that stuff. You can just buy those skill lines. You can just buy the Sky Shards and get all your skill points that way. You know, every single time the meta shifts, it generates all, this, all these hours of gameplay and actual dollars spent in the crown store.
1: Revenue. Generates revenue.
0: Like I said, we're calling this a hypothetical scenario, but it's actually not hypothetical. We know these people. This is This is how they play.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, It kind of sounds like I'm saying this disparagingly. I'm not necessarily, I, I don't think it's necessarily such a bad thing. You know, they're, they're in the business of making money and, you know, despite that, they, they do a pretty good job of keeping kind of all classes and everyone's relevant. Everyone's viable, even if, you know, one particular spec is OP or whatever. And, you know, I like playing this game. I like being given reasons to play the game, to go put a new build together and that sort of stuff. Um, so I guess I'm just kind of saying this as a public service announcement, you know, like if it's a source of frustration, these constant changes, and you're always having to update your build to stay competitive, I think if you can accept that and embrace it and roll with it when it happens, you're going to have a lot better time with this game, because this, this isn't the first time, it's not going to be the last time, the, the meta will always be changing, I'm 100% convinced it is a business plan, it, it is intentional, and it's just going to keep happening.
1: Yeah. The the one thing I will say to that is that I do think that, and I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but the one thing I will say that right now it may seem like it's hurting a little worse is that usually with the changes and with the patches and with the expansions, we have other things to kind of fall back on a little bit, a little bit more content, a little bit more newer items. And I think that's why maybe this one is... Uh, a little bit more, the forums are a little bit more vocal, or there's a little bit more in-game chatter, is that we don't really have the items in the past that we've had to kind of fall back on.
0: Yeah. That's part of it, certainly. Uh And people just don't like getting nerfed, you know, just plain and simple. People sure. see nerf and they just, they're just not happy about that. Um... So anyway, uh, Dr. Professor says, I feel like a perfectly balanced game would get boring so quickly. The meta would exist forever and every skill across all classes would be exactly the same with just a different name. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what maybe some people don't realize is perfect balance actually is not desirable. I mean, we we would not actually want that where like every fight is a stalemate all the time. (laughs) So it makes sense. And I kind of like the shifting meta and it kind of gives me, in a way it allows it allows for a little bit of optimism, right? Like I'm all bummed out yeah. about Templar. I'm a Templar main. Templars are getting totally trashed, but of course I know it's only a matter of time before Templars are number 1 again because it's yeah. always a cycle and eventually Templars are going to be on top again. Who knows how long, you know, when that'll happen, but it will at some point. Everybody gets a turn, you know. Yeah. So anyway, you know, get used to it. These changes they're going to keep happening. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, classic Davius star timing. Now that, uh, mid year mayhem has ended, actually, it was the day, the day that mid year mayhem ended. Davius hit us up in Discord and was like, Hey guys, let's oh, yeah. hit up, let's hit up Imperial City. Y'all ready? It's time.
1: <laughs>
0: and, uh, of course, I was like, Yeah, I'm down, but are you, are you serious, dude? <laughs> this whole event you were like MIA the whole time yeah so yeah the day the event ended we went into imperial city that night and you know obviously all the action had died down but we had a pretty good time anyway we had a classic Stoons goons sit chair night it had been way too long since we did that it's a good one um shout out to dr professor for uh for joining us uh he was on his uh, magic and nightblade healer Davis, you were on Lord of Nords, I was on Betsy, my Stamplar, and uh, we had a nice little squad there. Typical sit-chair night, uh, we started at home base, we ran all the way to the middle, killed everything on our way,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, killed Molong Ball, mm-hmm. and then we decided to go down Mary's Tunnel with, a, with the intention of going all the way to their door, but we ran into a giant blue zerg. <laughs> About three quarters through. Do you remember that? There was probably 20 of them, I would yeah. say.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It had to have been like a guild event going on or something. Like, it was just so many of them.
1: Slightly outnumbered.
0: Slightly outnumbered. I think we lasted a, a solid 30 seconds, though. I was kind of impressed. Uh, but they got us. They killed us. So we rezzed back at home base, ran back to the middle again, killed Ball again. This time decided to go down Blue's Tunnel. Maybe thinking we might get some revenge or something like that. But we did not see a soul Mm-mm. that entire time. So we just killed all the bosses and mobs and everything and made it all the way to Blue's door. We touched their door out of a sign of disrespect, of course.
1: Totally disrespected them. There's Absolutely. They out there listening. We touched the door.
0: And then the most Shame important part, <laughs> most important part, we did slash sit chair in the chat, made her characters sit mm-hmm. down in chairs and just chill out in front of their door there. I just wait for people to come outside. I think only one blue player came outside, and he just he just stood up on that safety platform for like a minute or whatever. He just kind of looked at us, and then he went back inside. And then we did not see anyone else after that. That was basically. We waited maybe like fifteen minutes, but it was cool. We were hanging out there. Oh yeah, shout out to the random warden person that. <laughs> Joined up with our group and was just down for whatever. <laughs>
1: Went the full journey with us and even yeah. hopped in on the sit chair.
0: He even pulled out his chair. He, he he definitely got in. He didn't know what was going on, but he was happy to play along. Um, so, you know, there's always a hope that we'll get a little bit of a brawl going there with the sit chair situation. But uh, yeah, no one ever came out. We eventually just gave up. But honestly, to me, it's all about touching that door, showing that disrespect and putting your butts in chairs.
1: And it's the long- most important part.
0: As long as you do that, you've had a successful sit-chair night.
1: Um, the most important.
0: And it was a good time. We were in a Discord and voice, uh, you, me, and Dr. P, just kind of cracking jokes and goofing around while we were doing it. It made me really miss Imperial City, like the like the old days when we did Imperial City all the time. Yeah. Um, there's something in particular about the sewers, and I, th- I feel like not not everyone appreciates the sewers the way we do i've realized that a lot of people i go to imperial city with they only want to go up top and they just want to find pvp and that's it uh but the sewers are kind of an interesting thing cuz sometimes i kind of want a little bit of pvp but i don't want to like just like go hard all the time yeah. and, the, and the sewers are nice with a like a squad of 3 people or so because it's basically just pve you know, and you do some boss fights, and you're just kind of talking and listening to music and having a good time. And there's little, these these moments of excitement where PvP will break out, and you'll have that little encounter there, but then it's just back to cruising. Yep. You know, I kind of like that, that kind of going back and forth like that. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, so thanks for coming along, Dr. Professor. Um, Betsy was in fine form. Uh, my Stamplar, I, I was really enjoying just blasting through Imperial City with her, just like old times. Uh, her
1: her final days.
0: Yeah, this was kind of we're, her last for We're losing run. old Betsy.
1: She's, uh, you know, she's not going to make it. She's not going to make it to this next patch.
0: Yeah, it was a bittersweet <laughs> experience because right now she's in the best shape of her life. Like, seriously, top form, like peak Betsy. Um, so it was really fun just to be playing with her and see her in such great shape. But yeah, at the same time, I was like... It's going to be so sad here in a couple of
2: weeks. (laughs)
0: Um, Her build right now, it's a a slight variation of the build that I I have been using. It's Deadly Strikes as a front bar set with a two-handed maul, uh, Wretched Vitality as a back bar set with a bow, three agility on the jewelry, and the Gaze of Sithis, Mythic Helm. So basically what I changed is uh, she used to use the Master Bow. I got rid of that and made Wretched Vitality a back bar set instead, uh, and then I replaced Poison Injection with that Solar Barrage ability um that now the empower is basically being deleted so i'm not sure what i'm going to do about that but i think for now i'm just going to keep the build how it is i have no idea what i want to do with the build or if i even want to do anything different at all i think i'm just going to keep it just like it is let this patch go live jump into some bgs and just see where we're at you know i'm losing some damage but other people are losing some damage too maybe it won't feel as bad as i'm thinking it will you know, there's always that possibility. Like, you can only do so much testing on PTS and draw so many conclusions from that, but there's no replacement for an actual, just, like, real, live Battlegrounds experience with the players you're normally going up against and that kind of stuff. Um, so we'll just see how it all shakes out, and maybe things will feel okay. We'll see. But I'm going to try. I'm going to stick with Betsy. I'm not just going to abandon her. Um, <laughs> we're going to we're gonna see what we can do to to pull through. But I think ultimately what I'm really just going to have to do is just accept that we're losing damage because I'm not going to get that damage back without sacrificing what makes this build this build. You know, like all these things that have been a part of what this character is the the whole time that I'm not willing to sacrifice. Um, So if anything has to get sacrificed, it would be the damage in my mind. Yeah. So anyway, you know, thoughts and prayers for Betsy. Keep her in your minds. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lord of Nords seems to be in fine form.
1: He's he's doing good right now. Um, yeah. He's he's still feeling really good. Uh, still doing know, that Oaken
0: Soul of, setup?
1: Yep, he's got the Oaken Soul setups. A quick reminder of his build is that he has the uh, the Warrior's Fury, blood spawn, a uh, couple pieces of Trainee, um, and then the Oaken Soul. He's, uh-huh. he's feeling really good and then he also has the the three-piece potentates to get the ult reduction
0: i don't know if we said lord of nords is your stamina dragon knight stamina who, yeah listeners
1: know? know they know
0: the you lord. the regulars know but oh. hey maybe someone's listening for the first <laughs> time go. ever new hello. listeners hello new listener
1: hey hello. Welcome. Hey, hey hey, out there
0: we have a guild called students, students. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're not at that part oh yeah that's later <laughs> Uh, but yeah, my stamina dragon knight, uh, he's doing real good. Um, and I think he's, you know, he's kind of going to be, you know, the Oak and Soul nerf is going to hurt him a little bit. Um, but I've got some, some ideas and plans. I think he's going to be just fine next patch. Um, he'll be losing a little bit of damage, but I think I'm going to find a way to put, um, that new whip on his bar to get that 300 passive weapon and spell damage. And so, yeah, I think he's going to be just fine. All Lord of is going to be good.
0: You, you are going to stick with the Soul on that?
1: Yep. Yep. Nice. Uh, I mean, it's still, you know, and we've said this, we haven't spoken on it in a little bit, but is still going to be great. There's it's still going to be really good. Yeah. So many buffs that it's giving you, and 100% uptime on those buffs. It's just... Still you, can't, you
0: can't overstate how much value there is, and just not having to think about buff management, period. Yeah. You know, it's From just a not... a
1: resource standpoint, and... and yeah, from a mental you know, resource standpoint
0: as exactly,
1: well. Exactly. Exactly. And and I'll even go to, you know, your weapon damage buff is your most basic buff. You've you've got your your defense buff, you know, your major resolve, and then your weapon damage buff. Those are the ones you're supposed to keep up as close to a hundred percent uptime. But throughout an entire BG, there's gonna be times where your weapon damage buff just falls off. Yeah, at the it's wrong gonna drop. Yeah. And and you just don't have to worry about that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cool man. Um uh, yeah, he's he's just seems like he's in excellent shape. Um, we paired him up with my Stan Blade, who I talked about so much last on the last episode, Catface Johnson.
1: Catface himself.
0: And um man, I was really surprised at actually what a decent pair those two made. Like I was kind of Yeah I was actually not expecting that to be like the most ideal pairing, <laughs> honestly. I was like, Oh we'll just make the best of it. It'll be fine. Um, but that's, that's just, those are the characters we just wanted to play with at that time. And we, uh, we mm-hmm. grouped up and did some BGs together. And, uh, man, they actually make a really good pair. You know, I think Nightblade's just like having a big, brutish kind of <laughs> up a in your face brawler. Yeah. Some dude <laughs> that like jumps up and takes all the uh, attention and everyone's kind of focused on that dude. And meanwhile, I'm back in the shadows kind of up to no good, you know? Yep. Um, so, and that's exactly just like, what lord of nords is that's exactly what you have that character designed to do that's exactly how you play him it is very loud Absolutely and brash right.
1: uh, he, he needs all of the attention he he likes to be the center of yes attention.
0: and it's just like per- i'm just over here just like rubbing my hands together like yes <laughs> perfect
1: um uh,
0: it's really nice and uh you know you're you're pretty tanky you can take a hit or two oh, yeah. and uh cat face he's using the the shrewd offering the class burst heal which is really strong mm-hmm. um and he has wretched vitality so he has a lot of magicka recovery so when your health bar does get low i'm i'm pumping you full of heels quite yeah, a bit and keeping you alive way, big time um so i'm kind of i'm keeping an eye on that keeping you alive or helping you you know you're keeping yourself alive pretty good but i'm helping uh and then just looking <laughs> for offensive opportunities at the same time and Man, they just kinda have this synergy that I wasn't really expecting those two characters and uh um yeah, it worked out really well. I wanna play with those two some more, honestly.
1: Yeah, it worked it did work out well.
0: And it's I kinda it's neat to think of them as like in like a roleplay sort of sense. Like <laughs> Lord of Norge is like this big hulking, you know, <laughs> freaking NFL linebacker oh, yeah. kinda dude. Uh, and Catface is like this small cat man that's like hiding in the shadows, and are like kind of opposites personality wise, uh, but they complement each other in these in they, these ways. They
1: are the ESO version of The Rock and Kevin Hart. There you go. <laughs> there it is, right there. That's it. That's exactly what they are. We're going to change their names. There you go. <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, we got we got to get those two together more often. That was uh, a really good time. Uh, Catface is taking up all of my playtime, like one hundred percent of my playtime. It's like
1: he's making up for some lost time. is what he's doing?
0: He sure is, man. And it doesn't—it's not slowing down anytime soon. Like I pull up my character select screen, and it's just like the idea of playing with any other character is just laughable. <laughs> you know, it's just like why would I ever not play with oh, Stanblade? Like that's just a ridiculous thought.
1: It's just so funny because he. I mean of all your characters, he has been so deep in that cupboard so far in the back for years. I'm I mean I'm not talking patches, I'm talking years.
0: Years, yes. Yeah.
1: Uh um, he's back. He's back.
0: Yeah, literally like his first ever PvP build. I made it like three weeks ago. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've been and I've been
1: first car- and it's your first character ever for all of us. First these. character ever made, yeah.
0: Um Man, talk about like I was saying, Betsy's in the best shape of her life right now. Man, talk about best shape of their life. Man, Catface is like absolutely in the best shape of his life.
1: Yeah, I would argue though, maybe next batch he's, he's going to be even better shape.
0: Yeah, and that's a, that's that's good and bad. But uh, I'll just say what the build is really quick. It's uh, of course wretched vitality as a full body set. Griffin's ferocity on the front bar with dual maces. Got the Master Bow in the back bar, Gaze of Sithis Mythic Helm, and One Piece Magma Incarnate. Um, pretty standard setup for me, but also a very, very good setup, man. It just, it's, it's seriously a very good build. Um, I've settled on 4 Medium, 2 Light, and the 1 Heavy Sithis Helm. Um, that's, those are the weights that kind of feel the best to me in terms of sustain. I was trying 3 Medium, 3 Light. I tried 5 Medium, 1 Light. 4 medium, 2 light is what I always end up coming back to. That's just what feels just right to me. Um, I switched to the concealed weapon morph of the spammable, um, so the magicka morph. Uh, so now that puts me at 5 magicka abilities, 5 stamina abilities. And with wretched active and with a potion active, I have like 1,900 magicka recovery and 2,000 stamina recovery. And so you know, it's like it's my abilities are split between two different pools, and both pools have quite a bit of recovery. So really, neither resource pool is being taxed very heavily at all. It seriously just plays like a dream. Like I, it's, it feels like I'm flying. I'm never thinking about resources. It's just, it's, it's just endless, and it's not. <laughs> It might seem like I'm over-invested and sustained, but man, the damage is absolutely there. Like, I, I, there's no shortage of damage, man. This dude is just absolutely nuking people with his 110% crit damage, um, and he's pushing about 6,000 weapon damage, and that's not an astronomical amount, but he he has a, a really good amount of penetration, a really good amount of crit, and, you know, like his Merciless Resolve has like a 21k tooltip, you know, I mean... How much damage do you need?
1: (laughs) That's all all you need right there.
0: The damage is ample. I'll pull off a Merciless Resolve. If that thing crits with that 110% crit damage behind it and like my 10, 11,000 penetration helping it out as well, um, the dude hits really, really hard. Uh, He's about to have 10% more damage too here pretty soon. This guy makes me very concerned about Betsy because all the things that I just got done saying about Betsy, all that's (laughs) happening, she's getting nerfed pretty hard. This dude is getting buffed significantly, and he basically fills the same niche that Betsy fills. You know, they're both bow in the back bar, melee on the front bar, medium armor, roly-poly, speedy, evasive kind of builds. They're primarily offensively focused, but they have some group support capabilities. You know, they have, they have very similar support capabilities between them, um, but Catface is getting majorly buffed, Betsy's getting majorly nerfed. You know, so when I'm, when I'm in the mood for that kind of play style, you know, plus I can turn invisible. I mean, that's just freaking cool, you know? <laughs> so it's like, how do I not play with cat Catface? Are you kidding me? So it makes me kind of concerned because it's a very well-rounded build, you know? it's I'm not just a ganker with this guy. Like, he plays kind of like Betsy, and I often use stealth as a last resort. I'm not just hanging out in stealth, and if somebody pulls me out of stealth, it's not like it's game over, you know, I still, I can, I can brawl, you know, he's got, he's got the same survivability that any of my non-stealth characters have, uh, so it's not like it's the end of the world if he gets pulled out of stealth or anything like that, he's got heals, he's got movement, he's got major evasion, uh, he'll be just fine. Uh, so, I guess my, my talk about my Stamblade blade has just turned into more lamenting my stamplar, really, <laughs> um, but,
1: yeah, she'll they, be back one day. She'll be back.
0: She'll be back. Uh, Catface is looking really, really good. He's got a new. He's got a new, new, new look. I keep changing his look.
1: <laughs> is this new since I've seen it? No, I An think I've showed I- I- okay, you the okay,
0: most okay. recent yeah. one because this one I've stuck with for like a week now. I think I finally found okay. a look that I really like. He kind of looks like okay. Skeletor if Skeletor was a cat. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. I've seen that one.
0: Um. I think he looks pretty cool. It's kind of like, I don't know, he kind of looks like a 90s action figure from like a <laughs> Ninja Turtles playset or yep, something.
1: absolutely. I was just about to say Ninja Turtles. He's, yeah. He's, he's the one of the, the people you would find.
0: He's like, um, he's one of those characters that like showed up in one episode and then they made a action figure out of him. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, he's got a pretty good look. Um, his theme is just wild card. You know, all my characters kind of have a, like a certain vibe, a certain theme. I try to fit, but Catface, anything goes. We're just having fun over here. He might look goofy one day. He might look scary the next day. We're just doing whatever you know, we want with Catface. You know what
1: his theme is? He's it. It's up to no good. That's he's he's up to
0: no good. <laughs> I think Wildcard fits him pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's Catface. We'll uh, probably be hearing more from him. In future episodes, uh, you played a little bit with your stamina warden, Bear Claw. What's going on with him, man?
1: Oh, stamina warden, Bear Claw. So, his his current setup right now is the uh, he's kind of got the the warden pet build going, um, in the fact that he he it, it's kind of a kind of a, a mix match because he still does the point blank snipe, he's got oak and soul on there, um, and then he has the uh. The Maw of the Infernal uh, Monster set, and then he has the uh, the five piece set where he he spawns the hunger. <laughs> I need to think of these sets. The more important thing is, is and this is really what I'm getting to, is that those sets really aren't important. That's just very much a this patch build. Oh, okay. Um, it's a it's a very hodgepodge. It was kind of thrown together. It works with the current version of Oaken Soul, and it's fun because it summons a lot of stuff and 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 it deals damage. Um, but it's very short lived. With this new patch, he's gonna undergo some actual pretty large changes. Uh and these are these are changes I haven't even told you about. This is Ooh. this is some Jeez. this is some bear claw changes. So so let me let me just start off. Most importantly. Okay. He's still gonna have that bear. Don't you worry. Oh he's still gonna boy. have that bear. Whew. Thank goodness. He's still gonna have that bear. <laughs> But, you know, uh, you know, I'd kind of teased earlier that they've really been pushing the Magicka Warden and, and they've got all these kind of focusing. And I was kind of joking about that really it'll just mainly be hybrid Wardens. And, and it will be, um, I still will be a very hybrid Warden class, but uh, I'm definitely going to be leaning more into the Magicka side. So
2: yeah.
1: um, kind of the idea I have for him, and I have all the sets to make it happen. I'm just kind of waiting for the patch to go live. But uh, you know the the Magicka version of the cliff racer, he's uh, gonna get that 400 passive weapon and spell damage. Um, now the the key part to here that I'm gonna say is that 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 damage that deals magic magic damage, uh, you can do the Magicka version of the uh, the scorch the deep fissure, yeah. Also magic damage, and there's a version of morph of the bear that also does magic damage. So are we talking war maiden? We're talking War Maiden. Okay. Uh, Wretched Vitality, back bar. Oh. Uh, War Maiden, front bar. I
0: um, like it. Best build I've ever heard. <laughs> <That's>,
1: you just <laughs> need to hear that. Wretched Vitality. <laughs> uh, and so, really, honestly, that's kind of why I didn't even really think about his current sets. It's very short-lived, but I kind of like the idea of plugged it into the build editor. Uh, and I think it's got real potential. I mean, it'll still probably, I, I know it's kind of crazy to say this because I just named a bunch of magica abilities, but it's probably still going to play like a stamina warden in the sense that it'll probably be a bow front bar
2: yeah.
1: um, situation, but in the very odd sense that he will be dependent on magica abilities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, but that war maiden is just going to, you know, if. It just buffs so many of their class abilities. Um, Where it's it'll kind of be, I'm gonna be kind of playing him kind of like I would a old school Templar. You know, Warden Maiden used to be kind of the Templar setup, but with some of the changes they're making and in you know adjustments, I think that uh, Warden Maiden on a on a Magica hybrid Warden stamina, whatever you want to call it, I think it's gonna work out really well. You know, the new the new version of the um, of the bird. Uh, obviously, Arctic blast, that'll find its way on there. Don't you worry about that?
0: Totally sounds viable, absolutely.: Oh, bear claw. Bear claw.: will get him and Betsy together.: Betsy's going to be depressed, so we're going to have to like get her out of the house. Like, come on <laughs> Gotta Betsy. cheer her up. Hey, do bear claw.
1: <laughs> come on, Betsy. <laughs> One step at a time. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of sad to say, because I really have enjoyed kind of this point-blank snipe period with bear claw but i'm pretty happy to get away from it because like i said earlier it i bet that ability i bet i hit 25 percent of the time with that ability it is like you said people hear that noise and they know oh yeah like dodge (laughs) later dr p have a good night man have a good night so i'm excited i'm excited for this new age bear claw that uh you know, maybe instead of tw- hitting 25% of the time with the Cliff Racer, he'll hit 50% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
0: you keep spamming it. It's got to hit eventually, right? It's going to hit eventually. <laughs> it's got to. Um, cool, man. Is that all you got for Bearclaw? Well,
1: That's Bear Claw. I'm excited. I am I already have all the sets. Like I said, I'm going to throw it together uh, when Patch goes live. And um, if everything goes well, he'll probably be kind of who I'm focusing with. You know, what? like I said, I'll stick with Lord of Nords, but kind of a rotation between Lord of Nords and Bearclaw.
0: Love to get him and Lola together again, too. My Magic Award and Healer, I'm going to want to play with her a lot more, too, because she's getting... I've kind of stopped focusing on her lately, but she is actually going to be really good this next patch. She's she's in the same situation as Bearclaw, where she's ready when the patch goes live. I just have a few changes I'm waiting to make for that patch, and then she's going to be ready to hit the ground running on that. Yep. So uh, I heard a rumor that you finished High Isle. I heard that rumor from you. <laughs>
2: oh my
1: goodness! <laughs> this is true. This is true. Okay. Uh, and and I got a little I got a little spiel that I want to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't go too long, but uh, so I finished High Isle and I did enjoy it. I really liked the quest. You know, um, feel like we're you know past the point of spoilers, but you know some spoilers ahead. Uh, there's some very VIP NPCs that show up, and it was a good quest, and you go through, and and I enjoyed it, I will say. Like, I enjoyed it, and I happily did the quest, and I actually finished out the full zone, so I did the delve quest and, you know, the the public dungeon quest. Um, I liked it. I I thought it went really well, and I felt good about it. Um, And then, uh, you know, at at risk of, of just upsetting you (laughs) i was you know i did it on davius he's he's my quester and so i was just kind of looking around and i noticed that on somerset davius just kind of shot through the main quest to somerset and so i just noticed that i had a bunch of stuff in somerset that i hadn't done and with davius i really kind of try to go and complete each zone he's kind of my full do-it-all but you know character yeah and so i went over to somerset i was running around and then i was just starting to do some of the side quests some of the areas that i noticed i hadn't done. It was crazy to me. It was kind of like a, a a rock to my face in the sense of running around Somerset seeing the, the scenery and the and the design and the layout of the zone as well as the detail of just the side quests. I, I like I said I'd I'd already done the main quest. I had just did side quests. It was just a level above of high house which just kind of blew me away that that uh you know high Isles is the new one and that's the one that they said you know kind of had the focus on the on the the questing and the quest line and the writing yeah it's
0: all about the writing
1: yeah but i mean just the side quest on somerset i was blown away with how detailed they were how long and even with them being really long like i didn't feel like they were long i didn't feel like they were stretched out like i was thoroughly into those and and I was reading the MPC dialogue where on High Isle I got to a point where you know you kind of skip ahead, you read a couple lines and skip. Mm-hmm. And I went to Somerset fully planning to just clear the map and caught myself fully in depth in the quest and running around and learning about the zone and then just run around the zone. There's there's such a a story to the layout of the zone. And I'm not even talking quest story. I'm talking about the layout of the geography that. You'll you'll run across the map and you'll you'll run into these ruins that really don't have a story. They're just they're just really cool to look at. There's all these different tri- you know, different types of trees and wildlife and different colors. And then you'll run across a dry creek bed and then that'll dive down into this cavern, and you'll go down there, there'll be a big waterfall. And there's no quest or anything. It's just a cool kind of untold story of a zone, just with the geography. And uh it just kind of blew my mind that that um the the level above that seemed to me, and that that uh, I don't know, I just didn't get that level with High Isle. And not saying it's bad, I'm not really. I, I know this, this is probably coming across negative. I don't mean it to. I enjoyed High Isle, but it was just kind of uh, it's it, it they haven't hit that Somerset level uh, with High Isle. It's just it's just not the same.
0: Yeah, I mean it's been a while since I feel like there hasn't been another Somerset since somerset but sure um like uh elsewhere is pretty close elsewhere is a pretty good one Elsewhere was
1: very good i i liked elsewhere and i I, you know northern elsewhere i really liked because it was such a different type of zone in geography and i thought that was really cool and and they did a good job with it and southern elsewhere is a great i mean anybody that goes southern elsewhere it's this really tiny well laid out compact zone and the quests and, and the elsewhere, the elsewhere quests were great, you know, figuring out about the dragons and the necromancers at the same time. Uh, they were great, seemed really epic, and, and those were really good. Um, but yeah, it just, it just, um, I don't know, it it seems, it's not like, it just seems we're losing just a little bit over time. Which instead of gaining a little bit over time, it just seems like it just, it's just like we're losing a couple flakes here and there.
0: Yeah, it certainly seems that way. Um. I was thinking of, uh, was it Western Skyrim that had the, um, like, questing companions that would follow you around and, like, comment on other, like, questing yeah. opportunities? That, that was Like, Western as you'd Skyrim. run by, you, like, you'd be on your main quest, and you'd be running yeah. towards an objective, and on your way, your little companion would be like, hey, maybe we should stop and help these people, yeah. and, you know, like. If uh, if High Isle was where they're trying to say like, hey, here's where we're really going to get creative with the writing and everything, I was expecting like a lot more of that kind of stuff. You
1: know, yeah, like, that was a very cool feature that kind of kind of died with Western Skyrim. It was yeah, kinda I haven't there. really and seen that
0: since. I liked that a lot. That added sense. a ton of immersion, and I liked having an NPC kind of reminding me like, hey, don't just beeline the main story. Here's a yeah, quest right, do right here. The do, side do that. Quest. Yeah,
1: that was um, in Western Skyrim. It was the I can't remember his name. I think it started with an F, but it was like that uh, vampire. Yeah, uh, assistant guy. I can't yes. remember what his name was. Can't yeah, his name. As you, he he followed you around for a little bit, and then he would if you there was like a side quest or a delve or somebody he'd be like, hey, what is you know? Let's talk to this person real quick. And just high aisle. I I just like I said, it was good. It was well done, and I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with the quest. I just don't understand why they hyped it up with the writing. Like that seems like a well, they had to hype something.
0: You know, that's true. I mean.
1: But it was like you know hype the card game or something you know it's it's almost like because they put very vip npcs in it that they were trying to sell it as like hey yeah these are really important people so that means that the dialogue on these quests is really important it's like i mean it's cool to see important npcs but
0: yeah i mean i don't want to sound overly harsh but it seems like a kind of a lazy chapter honestly. We
1: still have Q4. Maybe there's some wild change,
0: you know. Q4s Q4, are uh but... Q4s are often some of my favorite DLCs honestly. They're like little mini yeah. chapters, you know. There's yeah. not like as much to it, but they're often really cool. I think this year, if they follow the pattern that they have been, I think we should get uh, an arena of some kind Q4 yeah. this year. Uh I don't think I... they've ever like officially stated that that's the pattern that they're following, but it just so happens to like every other year Q4, we get a, an arena, and this would be that, uh, the year to do that if we're going to get another one.
1: I really like the Q4 zones. I feel like they're yeah. smaller, but they're more well-planned out. and I Probably really because need... they're
0: smaller. Yeah, right? and
1: I just really tend to enjoy that. Like Those are the zones I really like to hang
0: out in. Yeah, Southern Elsewhere, always yep. a great example. Yep. Uh, I liked Merkmire. I know Merkmire was not a very popular uh, DLC, but that was a Q4. And I liked it quite a bit. I thought it was really, it's a very unique kind of place. Yeah. Very interesting. The music there is one of a kind. I like it a lot.
1: Yep. I, I, you know, I already told you this, but I really liked the Reach. I thought that was a really Q4 zone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really neat zone. That uh, They really did a lot with Elevation in that zone, and I really liked that.
0: Bruce Lee says Merkmeyer was outstanding. I agree, man.
1: People, was good. I feel I like I see it.
0: a lot of people kind of dunk on Merkmeyer, but I liked it quite a bit. But I like Argonians. I've been doing a fair amount of PvE as well. Um, so I've been talking about Catface Johnson, my standblade, my original character. I've been doing a lot of PvP with him. He's basically been the only character I've been playing with. And, you know, back in the day when I was traipsing about with Catface, um, you know, I, I cleared all the maps or most of the maps or so I thought, but, Back in those days, I didn't, I wasn't really aware of add-ons, and I didn't have any add-ons, and now that I'm logging in with them and I do have these add-ons, I'm seeing all sorts of stuff that I missed, uh, in basically every zone. There's, like, world bosses, or a delve, or even quest lines, like, I've missed entire side quests and stuff like that, um, so it's just me and old Catface, like, old times, going around the map and picking up the stuff I missed, and just questing and exploring some more, and, uh. That's just been really enjoyable. I've really been liking that. I put a real basic PvE build together just out of stuff that I have in my bank. It's just, like, good enough. Um, and we've just been running around doing stuff. I've even been doing uh, daily Undaunted pledges, like the the two easy veteran pledges. I've been doing those each nice. day. And that's been fun, man. Just kind of... You've even been
1: hanging out in old Eastmarch, doing some doing some quests. Yeah, well, Eastmarch is the
0: one, is the is the zone that I've been working on most recently, yeah, to clear that all out.
1: I think you were uh hanging out in old uh old uh, cradle crush. Yeah, I hanging got kicked by giants. the giant. That giant yep. kicked me
0: up in the air. Absolutely. That, like Skyrim reference kind of thing.
1: From there you're gonna you're gonna head uh, south down to you know, Fort Mole. you know, no big deal. Head down there. Get
0: I a, think I actually did quest. make it there.
1: Well, that, that's yeah. part of the main quest, so you probably did do that one if you that that's not a side quest one.
0: Yeah, that's actually been taking up a fair amount of my time. Like, I kind of have been not burned out, but I've just I've we just had mid year mayhem. I've been doing a lot of PvP, a lot of real intense mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I'm kind of lately been in the mood to kind of take it down a gear or two and just kind of do some more mellow activities, do some quests, do some some PVE kind of stuff, and uh, that's been pretty enjoyable. And to do it with old Catface Johnson, man, it's just it's just been freaking cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is cool. Full circle. You're having a full circle ESO moment.
0: I know. It's kind of funny, like, all these years later, I'm still, like, just running around with this little cat guy, doing quests and exploring dells and stuff like that. Man, I really wish I could recapture that feeling of when I was first playing this game, and it was like this big infinite adventure I had waiting in front of me, and I didn't even know what the heck this game even was. And Man, I remember... Nothing beats that first playthrough. when if you're actually treating it like a real RPG, you know, yeah. and then that's what you're here for. Like, man, I remember finding just like a blue helmet. Like, oh, sweet. This one's blue.
1: <laughs> you know? I remember my my moment of that where just it's just, you know, pure naive excitement. Is like when you did, like when you hopped into your first delve and there was like weapons or armor the leg there you know just white gear but it's uh-huh. like, a, you know you go up on a table and there's a whole set of armor there
0: so. yeah like oh i can use this
1: yeah and the excitement of finding that and being like oh look at all this gear here man yeah every time you, you get some that. you can't recapture that
0: every time you get some new weapon like oh this one has a frost mm. glyph on it cool yeah. you know <laughs> like,
1: or the first time you find like your first set item and you're like oh look at all the stuff this has on it
0: yeah um it's like little things like now it's just like, oh, I can just do whatever glyph I want, I can make whatever build I want. But back then, man, if if it had like a you know, like I would really pay close attention to the trait and like, oh, a fire glyph or whatever. <laughs> uh maybe for this fight I want to use my shock dagger or
1: whatever, you know.
0: <laughs> Such an innocent time.
1: Just pure innocence.
0: Yeah. uh But it was fun. Uh, so yeah, it's it's just been awesome to be spending so much more time with Catface. I hope he doesn't consume all of my gameplay forever and ever, but I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it for a while. Just gonna let it happen, uh, making up mm-hmm. for some lost yeah. time. Um, emails and shout-outs. We don't have any emails this week, uh, but if you'd like to email us, you can send us an email at scrollandpodcast at gmail dot com. If you have any suggestions or questions or anything you'd like to say. Uh, Anything goes, as long as you're nice about it, scroll and podcast at gmail.com. Real quick shout out to Dr. Professor. He had a question about, uh, we were talking in Discord about Wretched Vitality, the, the crafted set Wretched Vitality versus Shacklebreaker, and he was saying that it seems like they offer a, a similar amount of kind of numeric value, um, and that's true, I mean, Technically that is true, and back in the day when Shacklebreaker was first introduced, uh, that was my set.
1: Oh yeah, the Shacklebreaker days.
0: Yeah, and I wasn't the only one. Uh, and Wretched Vitality is my set now, you know, and they they kind of are similar, but the conditions have changed, right? Back when Shacklebreaker was first introduced, uh, max stats were not nearly as easy to come by, and so all the, all that that the stats that it was giving you, along with sustain and damage, was just kind of too good to pass up. But uh, ever since the Flames of Ambition patch, uh, that kind of changed everything, and max stats are just kind of overabundant now. Um, so a lot of what Shacklebreaker's giving you just isn't all that useful, and you don't really have the option to convert that access stats into, into damage or into sustain or anything like that. Whereas Wretched, Vi- Wretched Vitality, all that sustain it's giving you is absolutely useful.
1: Yeah. And, and backbarble. That is a huge part of Wretched
0: And it's back backbarble. That is also a big part of it. Um, so that's that. You know, if you have Wretched Vitality and you're using, like, the bewitched Sugar Skulls for your food, I mean, you have all the stats you need already right there. Um, so it's just hard to justify Shacklebreaker. Amazing set in its day, uh, but it doesn't hold up these days, I don't think. Um, shout out to the chat. Grizzly Khan and Dr. Professor Always a pleasure having you too also a special shout out to grizzly con by request uh, <laughs> Your
1: requested shout out <laughs> they're rare but you see them every now and then they're you know I guess fantastic. it never
0: it never really occurred to me but there's no reason why not we can't just have shout outs by request if you want us to shout you out scroll on podcast at gmail.com or hit us up in discord <laughs> or whatever there we go just say yo give me a shout out and you got it, friend. We still,
1: still got to get with Grizz and figure out the royalties on the shout-out Grizzly Con t-shirt sales. Yeah. Like, what percentage <laughs> does Grizz want? To, you know, uh, got to have his you know image and likeness on the t-shirt.
0: Yeah, I was also thinking people could submit shout-outs if they wanted to. Um, so, like, Grizzly Con could say, like, hey, shout-out to Dr. Professor. He did this thing for me or whatever. Or... You know, shout out to these people I did this dungeon with or whatever. Uh, shout out people within the the scroll and podcast community. We could do that sort of thing. So if you have someone you want to shout out <laughs> scroll podcast at gmail I don't know. It's just an idea I thought of.
1: i, I like the idea I'm just I'm laughing because I, I'm gonna laugh that the first email is just somebody just requesting a shout out to Grizzlycon. Let me get a good old fashioned <laughs> shout out to GrizzlyCon. What if
0: we just get twenty emails? Just, <laughs> it's just that. Uh,
1: yeah, let's get a good old GrizzlyCon shout out. GrizzlyCon
0: shout out to Ketan Davies for making this podcast. GrizzlyCon says, "Yeah, man, it does feel pretty good to get a shout out. Got to, got to admit, man. <laughs>
1: this is just what it feels like, Grizz? This adrenaline rush. Once
0: you get a taste." <laughs> <laughs> We have a guild. The guild's name is Stoon's Goons. It is the best named guild on the PCNA server. It's also the official guild of the and Podcast. If you'd like to be a member of Stoon's Goons, send us an email at scrollinpodcasts at gmail.com um, If you're already a member of five guilds and you don't want to get rid of one, Totally cool. No big deal. Uh, we can get you in the Discord um, regardless. So scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. We'll invite you to the Discord. And as far as I'm concerned, Davis, as far as you're concerned, right? You think? Maybe? Anyone who's in the Discord is a goon. <laughs> I, I,
1: as I was thinking through this, I was just thinking that we need to... You know, you you've got a bleep. you got some bleep powers. You need to just start bleeping out the name part of your speech. It's just the best... Bleep Guild. And <laughs> the-, <laughs> the best fucking guild in the <laughs> Just throw that bleep in there over the name, and I really think it's going to get our message across. That's what we're going for. Um, That's where we're at.
0: Yeah, that bleep could be any number of words. Oh, yeah. Scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> uh- <laughs> oh, good, uh,
1: stuff, good
0: stuff. But yeah, like I was saying, uh, if you just want to join the Discord, that's cool too, and you won't be excluded from any guild events or anything like that, you know, it's all good. Um, so come along, have fun with us, students, goons. Anything else, Davius?
1: I think that's it.
0: Man, this thing went longer than I thought. We
1: hit a little, uh, you know, we hit, we hit a little groove
0: there. We We were grooving.
1: We were grooving
0: okay i think that's it thank you very much for listening we'll see you next time